Welcome to the Don't Mess With Our Kids Texas podcast. We hope you are challenged, encouraged, and your faith is strengthened as you hear from Christian leaders around the nation and hear stories from people that God has done the miraculous in their life. Let's jump into this week's episode. Well, welcome everyone to our first episode of Don't Mess With Our Kids Texas. Uh, We are so excited to launch uh, this podcast, and I am sitting right here with Pastor Callie, and uh, we are excited to start this first episode. And so, Pastor Callie, why don't you tell everyone um, really quick kind of what um, it is we're doing, and then maybe we'll kind of backtrack into where it all began. Okay, well, right now, I am I have been a part of a organization called Her Voice, uh, for actually about 11 years before it was actually founded. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, over time, Jenny, uh, you know, started the ministry. And the whole goal from the very beginning or the mandate was to, uh, to see women freed, to see women find their God-given voice. Um, Jenny and I were just like a whole lot of people in 2016 when when a lot of things went on and after President Trump was elected and you saw uh, the women's lib movement get on TV and, and say a lot of uh, nasty things about that this is the beliefs of the American women. And we had been, prior to that, traveling from city to city, state to state, seeing women saved, healed, delivered, finding their voice, finding their biblical worldview, and really just falling in love with Jesus. So when that happened in 2016, I realized that 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 person, they were not speaking for me. They were not speaking for millions of women in America, but we didn't have a strong enough voice. So we basically amped up and Jenny answered the call. I answered the call. Uh, Christian women actually all over America, there were a lot of organizations started around that 2016. We'd actually started around 2011, but there was a lot of organizations started where the Christian women of America said, no, you're not speaking for me. We, we love the Bible. We love Jesus. We love our children. We love our husbands. We believe in a biblical worldview, and you're not speaking for me. So it was from that point, if you go back and you look, that there was a lot of orgs started, and a lot of women heard the call of God to begin to use their voice um, to declare what God says over them, over their families, and over America. Wow, awesome. And so what happened in that, I guess, I mean, because it was the her her voice was birthed out of uh, a prophetic word that, that, that happened in a service. So tell me about, you know, the prophetic word that you gave to, to Pastor Jenny, and then we'll go on from there. Jenny Donnelly and her husband, Bob Donnelly, they were been Christians for a long time, real faithful Christians had built an enormous business uh, just from being incredible leaders and incredible Christians. And uh, their business went through kind of a, a reset. And But prior to that, when she was in the business world, um, there's a lady that's a part of our church, one of our pastors, that started coming. And I mentored her for a while just to learn about the Holy Spirit. She was a Christian, too but wanted to hear more about the Spirit-filled movement, being filled with the Spirit. And so through my relationship with her, Jenny said, I want to go to your church. I want to I experience your church. Well, she came in 
one Sunday morning and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I have a word for her that I want you to give her. And I, I had one little line, just, you know, that's kind of how God speaks to me. When he's speaking to me prophetic, I'll give it prophetically. I usually get a line and then the rest will come. And so at the end of the service, I almost forgot, Joey. I almost didn't call her up. I just was, you know, I was wrapping up the service. <laughs> Pastor Todd and Cindy were in Europe with Leland. That doesn't and, sound like you at all. Yeah, you know me, my personality. And the Lord said, don't forget to pray for Jenny and prophesy over Jenny. So I called Jenny up. Jenny says she came in the door. We had met just prior before church, just pleasantries. And she said she sat down by Karen and the Lord said, you're going to get a prophetic word today. I'm going to speak to you today. Well, I called her up at the end of the service, and I, I, what I, the first words I heard was, Mary, Mary, what you're carrying, like Mary, the mother of Jesus, like you're carrying something that's going to change our nation. And I began to prophesy that she was carrying a movement inside of her that would, that would literally be part of what would turn America back to God, that would change our nation, and she was carrying a prayer movement. She says... To this day, she did not realize, and I believe it, because sometimes when we get a prophetic word, we see in part, we hear in part. And then our perception of a prophetic word and the realization of a prophetic word can be two different things. It can be, and it was much bigger than what I think she even thought, but she uh, she received the word. She fell to the ground just under the power of the Holy Spirit. She received the word, and then um, she began to call me, to come to these pr- these prayer events, these little meetings, and they were little. We the first one we had we had about a hundred women, you know, uh, and then from that point on we would have two hundred women here, a hundred women there, three hundred women here, and we went from city to city, prophesying, getting women free, taking them to the cross, and just following the Holy Spirit. And I felt an assignment to her, to just love her and be a strength to her. Um, She's powerful all on her own. She doesn't need any help in that sense at this point now. But in the beginning, I felt like I was, the Lord wanted me to just, you know, just be there with her. And then over the course of time, it grew into her voice. It grew into her voice. And then we hit 2020. When we hit 2020, you know what happened. The whole world stopped. And it was during that time that God began to speak to me and to Jenny and really made it clear to Jenny what her assignment. Out of 2020, her assignment became clear that we were to mobilize a million women, that we were to mobilize them in prayer, that we were to mobilize them and just and literally begin to teach them to use their voice to pray fast and stand. Pray fast and stand. It's that simple. Not only that we we don't just hide and pray. We gotta hide and pray. That's important. We've gotta we've gotta fast because a fasting lifestyle is what gives you the, the power and the anointing to live a clean and holy life. And then we've got to use our voice. We've actually got to use our voice like Daniel did, like Esther did, like um, Nehemiah did. And so it was from that that we, we, we embarked on this right out of 2020 that we embarked, okay, we're supposed to start gathering women in a, on a very large scale. You know, there's three things that happen. I, I say when you pray and without prayer, pride gets out of, out of control in our lives. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the most 
what we would consider the most spiritual person in the world, or you just got saved yesterday. Prayer is a will absolutely kill pride and will increase our trust in the Lord, trust and faith in the Lord. Fasting, a fasting lifestyle will destroy lust. And, you know, when we think about lust, we think about sexual sin, but lust is, can be encapsulated in so many things. You can have you can have a lust for ambition, a lust for business, a lust for your children. I mean, you can, anything we put ahead of God and that we're passionate about can become lust in a negative way. So fa- a fasting lifestyle destroys lust. And last but not least, giving of ourselves, giving of our money, that that destroys and obliterates greed. And so we're on a we're on a mission to gather a million women to pray fast and stand, to see America turn back to God, to see our children protected, that don't mess with our kids. I mean, who would have thought out of 2020 when the whole world stood still? And actually, I actually believe, Joey, the church started coming alive during 2020. We saw we've seen a rise in the church. But with that rise of authority in the church, at the same time, our culture's in the worst mess I've ever seen it in. It couldn't be worse. Um, when you think about, I can't, I'm putting my kids right now in private Christian school. I'm helping my kids get their kids in private Christian school because a lot of our public schools are teaching them things that can destroy their lives. So... The, the don't mess with our kids is part of the mandate for gathering the million. We're saying, women, we need you to pray with us. We need you to fast with us. We need you to stand with us. And we need you to use your voice to protect our ch- children. There is the rise of the mama bears. And we're saying, no, not on my watch. You're not going to teach my child my little granddaughter that she should be a grandson and th- and this is a it, our podcast is called don't mess with our kids texas but this is a national movement i mean each state is participating there's prayer gatherings which we'll get into in just a minute but it's a it's not just texas it's happening everywhere it's a national it's a national movement and i think that was so good of what you're saying that we're all you know stepping out and and uh you know, making a stand and rising, saying, don't mess with our kids. And I think that oftentimes we were just having a conversation with somebody the other day, uh, me and my wife, and uh, we were talking about how people often, you know, even in in the Christian uh, church in America, we, we can uh, start praying for, Lord, deliver me from this thing I'm walking through uh, without uh, actually, like right when the, the tough start, when the tough things start to happen, we think, oh, God, deliver me. And, you know, and the Lord's saying, well, I actually need you to go a little bit further in order to get all that I have for you. And, you know, I know that not everyone, you know, financially, whatever, can make it to their capital to pray or not everyone can make it to the conferences. But, you know, um, you know, the, a part of what we're doing at the capitals is the standing part. We're going to fast and pray and we're going to stand in our capitals on 413 and we're going to uh, April 13th in 2024, and we're going to pray fast, and that's where we're going to stand to use our voice. And I think that, you know, oftentimes we think, oh, like, I can just stay back and pray, and in which that's okay, and not everyone can, but I really want to challenge people who are listening to 
be able to make it to your state capital, you may be listening and you're in a different state. You know, you can go to the don'tmesswithourkids.us and you can fill out the form and they will connect you with your state uh, leader. But, um, you know, we were having a conversation about how, uh, you know, multiple stories in the Bible. You mentioned Daniel a moment ago that he wasn't delivered from the pit. He was delivered from the mouth of the lion and that he had to be willing to go through it and go all the way. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they weren't delivered from the furnace. They were delivered from the fire, but they went all the way into the fire. And we have to be willing to go the extra mile, to go the extra step, to really put faith in the situation and trust God that he will He will do what he says he will in his word. And whenever we go through those moments and we are delivered out of the, the fullness of what God wanted us to experience, that's where the power comes from to give us the, the even more faith and greater power through the Holy Spirit and influence to to stand in in some of these situations where, frankly, no one else is standing, <laughs> you know, and fighting for, you know, you know, righteousness and holiness in our school systems and in our government, you know. And so I, I whenever you hit on that a second ago, it made me think of that. And I was like, man, that that is just so good, so powerful. And so it's not a activist movement. We're not going to protest on the capitals. We're going to fast and pray and to stand and have some worship and communion at our state capitals because the church, we want to use our voice as believers. You know, I, I um, you touched on this and I, I mentioned this yesterday on a on a Zoom, I was with Jenny on her word on Wednesday yesterday, and we were talking about the tension of things. The, you know, we are in a society that we don't like. We don't like tough things. We don't. Our society doesn't like to do hard things, but God is raising up a remnant that can do the hard things. That can that can feel the tension. If I go to the gym to work out. If I don't pick up the weight and feel the tension and stay consistent with it, I'll never get past the soreness. I'll never get past the pain. You know, they say no pain, no gain. Well, you've got to have some pain so you can get past it and you can actually feel like, hey, I can do this and I can actually increase the weight. Well, here's the thing. I I was at lunch with you and Lindsay not too far back and and just would, if people could see your family, you have a beautiful, uh, an amazing, beautiful family. Y'all are beautiful kids. But here's the thing. Our children right now will not afford and see the freedoms that we have if we don't feel the pain. If we don't feel the tension of the moment, if we don't get the grit to go through it, and and not and you said it right, not everybody can do everything, but everybody can do something. Not everybody can do everything. So you may not be able to go to the Capitol, but maybe you could go to one of the five city tours where we are gathering women and seeing them free and training them to stand for righteousness and and justice and and holiness in America. Uh, You can get to the crown. We took all the expense. You know, we don't charge to come to crown now. All the and all the. City tours are free, too. All the city yeah. tours are free. Every bit of that's free. You just got to get there. And so we've got Crown coming up January 18th through the 20th. It's a part 
of the five-city tour. Actually, it's a six-city tour now, uh, six-city tour across America. And we've got right at 2,000 women that have already signed up. We've got room for a little over 3,000. And we are calling women to get there. It's going to be our one of our big national conferences. It's going to be, we have an, all kinds of speakers. But the goal, I saw the Lord, uh, when I was praying, I saw the Lord hit that conference with fire. Like fire began to fall at that conference. Holy Spirit fire. And the Lord said, as you go through this next year, you're going to see the fire of God increase. But we have to make sacrifices. If I told you that one of your that your children would not live if you did not get to the Capitol and to Crown and to the five city tours, you'd be at every one because you would be you would say, I'm not gonna do I'm gonna make sure my girls are okay, my babies are okay, my son's okay. Well, here's the deal. Our our children's lives depend on what we do. We either pray fast and stand, we are at the last stand of America. I am I am so convinced of it, Joey. Nobody could, nobody could convince me. Any, we are at the last stand for America. And we either pray fast and stand now, or our babies, my grandchildren, your babies, your grandchildren, my great-grandchildren will not un- enjoy the freedoms that we have here in America. And, and I do not believe it's time for this nation to be swept away. I believe God has um, a mandate and a call for a last-day revival. We have to stand. The women's liberation movement. I'm not going to say everything that's happened to the women's liberation movement has been evil because it hasn't been. There have been a lot of good things in the past that have come from the women's liberation movement. Fair pay, those kind of things. But where it is today is not a representation of me. Where it is today is not a representation, really should not be a representation of any Christian woman. And so God is saying, I want my real liberators. I want my female liberators to begin to stand up and declare the real liberation movement. And that is that Jesus is Lord. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We as women are called to love God, love our, love our churches, love our husbands, love our children, honor Honor the house of God. Stand for what is right and true. Live holy and chaste lives. And and raise our children in a way that's under the fear and admonition of the Lord. Uh, I so admire your wife, Lindsay. I think she's such a beautiful picture of a Christian woman. She, there's something about her that's so lovely to be. Uh, her spirit. The, just three. Uh, it's true. You did so good, and she did good too. But there's something about her that's. She, when I look at her, I see holiness. When I look at her, I see meekness. When I look at her, I see strength. And I see a mother that's that's willing to do whatever. And there's millions of those out. That you're you're out there. We're out there. I see grandmothers like that. I see, and it's time for us to use our voice. And we have to start with the praying and fasting, but then we have to stand up in the public square and say, no, the school system's not going to teach my children about sex. No, that's my job. The school system's not going to push transgenderism on my child. You're not going to push that evil ideology. And if you are, 
I'm going to fight you, and I'm going to put my kid in a place that's safe until you get it figured out. Not physically fight, but, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm going to fight you in, by using my voice. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, yeah, not yeah. punch you. Not in case I was confusing for you. Yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to fight by using my voice. I'm going to stand up and say, not on my watch. Uh, we had one lady that um, they literally tried to take her child away. Because they tried to take her child away from her and her husband because she said, you're not teaching my kid that. You're not teaching my kid transgenderism. You're not teaching my kid about homosexuality and, you know, confuse a seven-year-old kid and make him start questioning, am I a heterosexual? That's not something a seven-year-old kid should be, we should be talking to. If, if a child is grown... 18, 19, and they decide to to live an alternate lifestyle, that's that's a decision they make. But we should be training them in school. And God, God, I pray that nobody listening to this broadcast ever has to deal with that. But if your child chooses, or my child, one of my children choose to go a, a way that we believe is not biblical and does not is not not supported by God, that they choose, they're going to choose that as an adult. They're not. It's not going to be imposed on them as a child. It's not going to be imposed on them. N- none of my grandchildren need to have to make those kind of decisions. I can't give them a checking account now. I can't give them a car now. I can't ask them to drive at seven. I can't. There's a lot of decisions that we know they're too young to make, but we're going to impose on them their sexuality. No, they need to be trained about the biblical precepts and principles that are true, and we need to raise them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord so that there's no confusion and no enemy gets in exactly to destroy their life. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Well, well, I think what we're going to do is go ahead and end it for today, and so um, we'll continue on. Uh, we have, you know, in the future coming, we'll have some more testimonies and people sharing their stories, and uh, Pastor Jenny will be on too, and uh, we may be in different locations. If you're watching the video, if you're listening, it won't matter, but you may see different locations happening. But um, if you want more information about anything that's happening in your state or around the nation, just go to don'tmessotherkids.us. And if you're in the state of Texas, uh, we currently have a Facebook page right now that's Don't Mess With Our Kids uh, dash Texas. There's going to be a website coming soon, but we have that up and going, and so... Yeah, it's don't mess with our kids us slash state, state, and then you can just put in your state. Um, I think it's it slash, yeah, slash state. So don't mess with our kids us. just follow it. Most of y'all are pretty internet savvy, and, um, you know, you can join us on Word on Wednesday with Jenny. You can join us. You can join me every morning, 8 a.m. I pray every morning, Monday through Friday. So there's lots of ways to keep up with us. Thank you so much, Joey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope that you were encouraged and that your faith was strengthened. Be sure to follow our Facebook page or follow us on whatever platform you're listening on so you can be up to date on the launch of new episodes.